Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Hilford, joined by Benjamin Richardson. Hello. Good morning. I'm Josh Brown. Good morning. Now, we did do a, a, a podcast yesterday on Friday. We were almost on time, but then technology got in the way and it never came together in the end. Um, but this is our second attempt at trying to talk about uh, Animal Crossing and life and, you know, living in this battened down situation that is quarantine 2020. Scott, I just want to say, technology there is a weird way to say rich. To say rich Hudson. <laughs> I wasn't going to dunk him in. I wasn't going to hobnob him. I wasn't going to put him in. Dude, he loves it. He's literally um, listening to this right now. Love it. Yeah, Big Bad Rich is uh, responsible for the recording side of things. And for whatever reason, <laughs> he's left us a little text message saying thank you. Uh, yeah, for whatever reason. I don't want to point the finger at him, but it was his fault. Yes. if we, Yeah, it was... <laughs> If you were all pointing one direction, it would be squarely at rich. But he's got a nice colouring book, so he's doing all right. He's got things to do and things to not uh, not mute this time. Um, but yeah, so basically, I just thought we'd talk about Animal Crossing. We talked a little bit about it, well, a lot about it yesterday. But um, I told you guys yesterday that I was a bit negative on it. <clears throat> and I said that I didn't, I kind of just couldn't, I couldn't tell whether I was wasting my time on it. And that was kind of my thing was I didn't know whether I was really getting anything out of it. Um, but since then, I've had a lovely redemptive story, and I want to tell you about that, which is just this morning. I thought I'd check in and do my sort of morning 20-minute thing. Um, and, you know, it's it's we're in the middle of a pandemic, and everything's quite glum, and you're just sort of cracking on, and, and some people are out of work and whatever. And I was like, oh, I just I just don't know if I'm – if this isn't the best use of my time, I don't know if I should be doing something else. I should probably be donating to a charity or something. And I uh, I went on, and uh, and Tom Nook opened the day and said, look, Celia's moved in. I thought, thank God, because it's been two days. I haven't seen anybody for two days. Um, and then when I came back out of my uh, house, uh, someone ran up to me, don't know her name, and uh, and she said Scott, and it was just the fact that she said my name and she gave me a gift. I think it was, it was an anteater woman, um, and she just gave me like a little shirt. And then just it just sort of broke me inside, and I kind of went, "Oh, oh, this is good." This like it sort of it knows my name. This, this is the the unique player of Animal Crossing is that like yeah. you, you, we wait an extra day to re-record the pod, and you, you <laughs> realize the like the, the the daily joy that comes like as it gradually progresses, as you get to know your islands, and as I get to know you as well. Mm-hmm. the thing that like, i can't tell though because like I, i'm in this state at the minute every time the game does something i love it but i really don't like delaying multiple days to do stuff i don't like that there's a lull after you build a museum for two there's, days nothing very slow start to the game it does take a so you and i we both experienced an issue i call it an issue but we were getting like to our wits end listening to the same musical over and over yeah. again and we thought like we can't keep playing this as long as it's the same 15 seconds. It'll drive me mad. Do, do, 
Do you yeah. know? I looked this up because, well, I didn't actually look it up. Someone posted some music online for me and I thought, hang on, I haven't heard this at 5pm. It was like this jazz-tastic funk. I, I was moving on down thinking, what, where is this in my game? Is this a book? So I looked it up and I found the track listing and it's just all the tracks we're listening to now are list, listed as the prologue. Oh, what? The first week, you're just listening to that same tune. But what that also told me is that I'm only just at the beginning of this adventure. I'm this- 15 hours in. Yep, I'm about 20 hours in. Could but, be the last of us. Well, I, I had a huge development overnight, which well, I'm glad this pod has actually been uh, deferred mm-hmm. somewhat. My town hall opened, and it's now it's become very jazz-tastic, the music. It's like it's like the ability to name a life. It's options and new things and like new i've got the bridge mode i can buy bridges now sweet lord this is, i was going to ask because you can't you can customize your town's uh tune like a theme tune and that yeah. changes the background music do you guys because we can talk about that stuff too but do you guys think that the beginning is just too much of a slog like you literally can't unlock an animal crossing game for a week i think it's trying to adapt you to the pace of the game but mm-hmm. i think because it's imported so many new players to the franchise it'll uh, dissuade them from continuing well that, i mean because we said uh, yesterday josh you had this as well where like if it, if everybody else wasn't kind of continuing with it you said you probably would have or you might have put it down and i think well, i think it's the same yeah i'm in a weird position because this is this is my first animal crossing and you keep saying that you know you're waiting for it to become an animal crossing game but because i don't have that reference to me this is it and i am enjoying that but the the beginning is so aimless and it's so <laughs> kind of overwhelming i had no idea what to do and i told you guys that if you guys weren't playing if my girlfriend wasn't playing all the time like i have no idea and i might have put it down just because there is no real directive, and I know that's the point, but for a first-time player who doesn't know the joys of Animal Crossing, you know, you get to the end of day one and you think, well, I've done everything I can do, uh, what's next? But as the days have gone on and I have found things to do and I've found, you know, meaning in the minutiae, as it were, like, I've come to really, really just indulge in the slowness of it, and I do like that it's become part of my life. Even last night, I was so tired, I'd played a bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I thought, you know what, I might I might give it a miss, I might be the first day in six days that I might uh, just, you know, put it down and I'll pick it, it up you today. Well, this is it. It was the, the the driving force to see what had changed, to see what my girlfriend had done during the day, to see what Tom Nook had to offer me that. I thought, right, I'll put another 40 minutes in. I'll see what's there for me. And I'm so pleased I did because I met a couple of new people. I got a couple of new items. I slingshotted down a little um, a present. And I was like, man, I'm pleased I did come on this before, Ben. Yeah. Well, John, you're, you're in a, a, a different position to Scott and I in playing this game. Like your progression has been hindered from the start. Well, <laughs> we should talk about that. We that's a big, a huge thing because uh, that I mean that's resulted in the game being review bombed and user scores um, and just a, I I would totally hold that up as a as a as an act as a proper negative. I think that the fact that you can't um, you can only have one island per switch. So if you're if you're not the first person to make a save on Animal Crossing on that whole system, then you have to live in a tent on in someone else's save, which uh, that's put my life off completely. Yeah, yeah. Like this is how I'm playing it because we obviously Animal Crossing and Doom came out at the same time, and my girlfriend got Animal Crossing, I got Doom. So by the time I got round to jumping <laughs> into the other game, I booted it up, was really ready for it. You know, the exact opposite of killing demons and Doom. I wanted to do something nice i wanted to like cultivate my own island and then i jumped in and realized that wasn't possible <laughs> that i have to live under the iron thumb of my girlfriend and i thought and initially i was like man this is gonna put me off because we we talked about it yesterday but like that 
thing in your gamer brain goes, no, I want all of this to be mine. I want yeah. to, you know, I want to be the architect of everything on this island. But I've really come to just enjoy like living in someone else's world, as it were. I realized that, you know, like I get to choose nothing. I do not, I'm not involved in the production of the town hall. I'm not involved in the production of people coming to the island, but I do own a small space of real estate on the beachfront that I have <laughs> made my own. And it's slow going and I don't have many objectives, but you know what? I've thrown up a little table in there now and I'm having a good time. It could be like Carl Fredrickson in Up. If you go around in there or something, you just refuse to move out. If extort her like a million bells. I do feel a little bit like that, you know. Yeah, the thing with being like the um, the island owner is that like you see the tent there, and like I know that like, I'm like, oh, that's my wife's tent. It even has the little mail symbol, so I know that she's got stuff. I know that she has stuff to do. But because she was like, man, I don't feel like I'm getting. I don't feel like there's any sense of what's the point because to her, her main comparison for the beginning of the game is don't starve, which does like all the survival loops, and you know that's so much more rewarding. And it, in in terms of like, there are more loops there. There's more stuff to harvest. There's there's enemy creatures to avoid. It's a it's more of a quote unquote game. And so, like, I don't know, there's there's a little bit more there. And so when I'm the you know, I'm the guy that owns the island, I'm just like, oh, there's just a tent there forever, potentially. I don't even know if I can get rid of it when I get, like, the upgrade later, um, whether I kick her off the island or not. But, um, <laughs> you know, that sort of side of it. Um, but where do you guys come down in, in general on the mentality of them forcing one island per switch? Because there is an explanation for it. Yeah, this, this comes from the uh, series original designer, uh, Katsuya Gucci. Um, he had two reasons he wanted to make Animal Crossing. The first was that it's because it reminded he, when he first moved to Kyoto, I think he moved from a very small town, and he's out of this sense of being lost. Uh, right. meeting, he didn't know anybody, and he, want, and he wanted other people to experience what it's like to go to a new place for the first time. But the other reason as well is that he realized him and his family were never playing games together because they were at school when he was at work or his wife was out, you know, so that the paths didn't cross. So he wanted to develop a game where they could all like uh, interact with one another, even when they were apart. So that was the philosophy. Like he'd come home and see what his kids had done in his town. And mm -hmm. then they'd log on in the morning and leave something for him, like a letter or a present, things like that. But obviously it's difficult now to <laughs> justify that philosophy when you have to go out and buy you know, two hundred pound piece of hardware just to have your own island <laughs> or another copy. Because yeah. in the uh, in the old games, like because I the only other reference point I have for Animal Crossing is I had a friend when I was growing up who had uh, New Leaf, and so I I know what it's like to see a fully fledged Animal Crossing. But this is my first proper one as well. But in those old games, um, could you just start a new save and start a new town? Beginning well, I was looking at this, Scott. I was doing some in-depth research because when I first, like, when it told me that I couldn't have my own my own island, I thought, no, like, surely there's going to be a workaround. So I was looking online, and apparently, in the old games, the the saved data saved to the cartridge or whatever, like, the game was printed on. Mm -hmm. So if you had multiple copies of the game, then you could have, uh, you know, multiple islands. But because the switch saves everything to its internal memory, you need different switches. So it was always kind of there. It's just been more enforced this time around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The idea that you have to buy a, a whole new switch just to kind of get like a fresh save, <clears throat> I think, like, yeah, I think that sucks. Um, even though I do, there are obviously massive positives to the idea of like everyone living together. But if you, if it was me, if I would, if I dropped onto someone else's, if basically if my wife had started it and I was the second player, I think I would just be perpetually annoyed because I would I just be. You can also like 
You can talk to the people who you live with and ask them, can I take control of the island for a day or two? What are you talking about? What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Suggesting that you necessarily should, but you could. (laughs) (laughs) There could be some sort of, uh, yeah, some sort of democratic... You could have, like, maybe you can have the island on Thursdays, for example. (laughs) But even that second player... Um, like Josh said, that second player doesn't like fundamentally can't do some of the stuff. Like they, no, have- you, could, you could log in as your wife, for example. Mm. She, she could elect you as a temporary mayor. Mm-hmm. Well, See, that, yeah. Sorry, it's it's just like you, you can still do it. It just depends on the pace the other person's like going. Obviously, we're locked in, so my girlfriend's been playing like loads and loads of it while I've been at work. So by the time I log in, the shops are all shut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm essentially just doing a bit of night fishing and you know getting some paintings night for the wall. Fishing. But I've like sorry. And yesterday, but the little nukes do they do put in a, a long shift. <laughs> they really do. Like, how how long do they work every day? Like Eight, nine till till 10. 10. Eight till ten. Eight till ten. Fourteen yeah. hours. I mean, the, the, they they are essential retail, so they've got to they've got to get stuff out there. But um, that's another thing as well. Is what do you think of the the day by day stuff? Like, I think we. I think I said this at the beginning. I'm kind of blurring between what I said yesterday and today. But um, that idea that you have to wait an actual day before you can do something. What what do you guys do? You like do you, do you guys like that as well? Yeah, I really do. I'll repeat myself as well for what I told yesterday. <laughs> I think I said to Josh last week, it's the first game that makes me look forward to the next day because I can't wait to get up and play and see what's happened, mm. see what's changed, see what's developed, see what's waiting for me. Just maybe I might receive uh, a, a pair of trousers through the mail. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's it's these quotidian pleasures that are what make the game. But I, I'm just like you and I'm just like Josh. Originally, I paid 50 quid for it. I wanted to dive in and do as much as possible all at once. I wanted to like utilize my free time. Mm-hmm. Then I, I've just grown to learn I can play it for an hour or two a day maybe even just 45 minutes get enough out of it and that and that still be just as pleasurable do you guys not find that that like because I, I agree for the most part but I, I, again mostly this is in the opening week but that's where we are with the release date of it but there are days where it literally Tom Nook just says I've taught you all I can teach you and then after I had to google it there's a couple of times I don't know if you guys have done this too but I've googled Animal Crossing what to do next because there's no quest log there's no like it doesn't tell you and if you've got like at the point where you um, establish the three potential homesteads and you've got the museums being made and like when you're in that bit um, they literally there's just two days of lull so I was I sort of felt like I'd reached an end point Mm. a little bit sad but the game could signpost it more obviously that there's things to come Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think because like I was just falling back on like you said, like, you, you do stuff every day. But for me, I kind of other than just like built like fit and um, you know crafting some stuff, I was just falling back on the Nuke Miles Plus. I'm like, oh, I can I can go fish, I can go catch a bug. Well, there, are, there are the the um like the concrete Nuke Mile objectives mm-hmm. as well that you can always be working towards. That that's the game a lot more structure. I don't, those seem kind of like, sometimes they're phrased clearly and sometimes it's just like, clean up the island. And I'm like, uh, of weeds? Like, what do you mean? I don't know. I think I feel like it always tells you what to do. I was I'm probably clear. missing something really obvious, but like when I'm going through that big list, I'm just like, you know, they, I, I get them and it triggers. You click on them, but like when you actually press them, it tells you like pick up 60 weeds or something like that. Maybe I've just never hit A on one of them because you, you open it up from the from that big list and then it gives you like the flavor text. Like I said, it'll be literally, it'll be like, oh, like, because it'll be some little banter thing from Tom Nook where he's just like, oh, no one likes living rough. So make sure you clean up. And I'm just like, I, I think that means weeds. I don't even know. I uh, really enjoyed picking weeds, man. I'm going to tell you that. Like, I love, uh, 
like going around and just oh, I think it was because my girlfriend like cleared out all of the the like you know ground level stuff but then I got the ladder and started getting, getting to the higher parts of the island and that was just that was weed city baby and I was going around grabbing them all fistfuls of the stuff going How back much to the shop is this just like, like living in like living like the 50s like you just sort of you get your ladder out and you go and clear the drains out and then you know she cooks the tea <laughs> I idea that your girlfriend's setting you to task like yeah. giving you to do like if you're gonna live here you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> chop some wood well, that's that's kind of it man because I, I am freeloading at the minute and she's putting in all the graft to get the the good stuff open and i'm just sort of messing about at a night time but I, I, going back to what you said benji there's something about the pleasures of having to wait for a reward because i think is you know gamers or whatever we're so used to instant gratification we're so used to you know skill trees and leveling up and stuff like that and, and playing 10 minutes of a game and then getting something out of it whereas here you can do that but if you buy something from the shop for the most part you have to wait until the next day but then that gives you a reason to log on to the next day and then you start that session with something you really want Mm-hmm. Doesn't it just um, doesn't it just slow your mind down to a nice level, like and make you really appreciate the little things? Yeah, I think so. Definitely, mm-hmm. like every uh, pair of socks is meaningful now. <laughs> <laughs> One aspect in particular about this game I want to talk about, and it's the sound design. So you're mm. talking about other games like Don't Starve and maybe even Stardew Valley, which I think is the most the closest comparison I can think yeah. of, uh, which is a lot more gamified. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. 
Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Um, and, they all, and they all have really very clear objectives and things that you want to be doing and, and like goals that you're working towards. Whereas Animal Crossing, because it doesn't, it can put the focus on other things. Now, compared to most other games, the footsteps are mixed way louder, way louder, so you really, really notice them. Okay. And you can really like engage. If you if you um, go on every different surface and take your shoes off, you'll notice there's different footsteps to them as well. It's like, it's those tiny little details that are more important. I I just I can't I just can't I don't know yet I can't tell whether it's absolute genius and all of this is part of this amazing combined you know almost like sensory tone poemy thing that I can just get lost in and oh my god every part of this is so intentional and it puts you in this you know sort of state of mind or I'm wasting my life <laughs> I just I don't know and I do I get out things out of it but I just I can't tell it's sensory. It's a tactile experience. It's uh, it, it lets you. It, it does let you breathe in those details. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely does. Maybe it doesn't. Like uh, like with the sound design and the way it it responds to your actions. I, I did mention this yesterday, but in real life, if I get a notification on my phone or if someone <laughs> rings me, if someone I know what you're text, like. This phone is going in the bin. It's going out the window. It's going straight into the tine, right? But if I get one at Animal Crossing, that little buzz that I've got either, you know, a message or I've updated my Nook Miles or Critopedia or whatever, like that is that's so satisfying and rewarding to get those notifications. I don't know why. Why? why? I'd rather, what? I think I just want to get like a message from Tom Nook. Like if he texts me in real life, I might use my phone more. <laughs> I just I don't know. There's there's something like like um, Benji said. It is that whole quotidian pleasure thing. It's like every little every little piece. And I do I do take massive pleasure. And like oh, I can I can put a, a flower in my hair. And I can go and like I can dig up some. I can replant these trees. And I can put these different objects everywhere. But. I don't know. I mean, I opened a blooming a t-shirt shop last night because I just sort of had this idea of like I can place some t-shirts around that I've custom designed, um, and I can. See, you that know, was really cool, Scott. Yeah. I well, see, I, I like the idea of that. I, I just it's something like that. It's the game doesn't. I don't know. I only really got that idea because I saw someone else who did. I think we talked about an obstacle course last night, and I saw someone else who said that they were doing a. Um, they made like a swap shop where you could uh, you could drop something and pick something else up. And I was like, oh, I could sell my shit, um, but I don't want to open the island to you know the world because it'll just get ravaged. But like so things like that. You oh, and, and, and Zoe visited my island the other day. I tried to get you to engage in some little activities. Your, I mean, your, yeah, we, we visited your island. And then um, because we didn't have the voice chat thing set up, um, we just sort of, me and Zoe just sort of ran around and stole your turnips. Yes, you did steal them. <laughs> it was like being a granddad's house. Where we turned. But I wanted, I wanted to do a little game where I, dig, I, I dug two holes. I wanted to see who the first one to go and like clean up would be. But Nevius was like listening to. Well, that. I didn't know what you meant because it, it's all in silence. Other than we were doing a motor, I hadn't unlocked um, expressions at that point. So you were yeah, doing but, like the the wide eyed thing. Well, the wider point here is, is that it's sort of like it unlocked my imagination. Thinking, right, how can I how can I adapt the island to make it so these bastards will listen to me? And I <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> is that not a damning thing though? Because you have to you have to make your own game. Like I'm not, I don't know. Like how much are you having to do your own stuff? I'm I'm developing my own fun and finding ways to play with my friends in a game, especially at a period when I can't do it in real life anyway. Yeah, true, but th- this isn't like you know COVID antidote simulator. Like it just happens to have dropped now. Like it's I don't know. Like I uh, I don't know. I, uh, I the thing is I'm I'm sounding like potentially like negative, but I'm more just like despondent with it. I think that it is brilliant. I, there's a lot of stuff that I love, and I've put like twenty hours into it. You get the bridge build in the pontiff the pontiff mode. It's, uh... <laughs> Something else. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Let's. Where, whereabouts are you guys right now? Because Josh, I think you're slightly behind. Your your museum is being built. No, uh, no. I'm one day away from the. Is it the services tent from being upgraded? Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. happening tomorrow. The museum's built. Um, I've got my house. Uh, a few people have moved in. We've built those houses. Got the nice little shop. I think I'm just waiting. I guess for the town hall and stuff. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I am now. Just and then, so, your head. Yeah, I just want to say by the way, the museum is a work of art. Oh god! Mm. Best Absolutely. game museum ever. Probably. I almost cried when I went in that museum. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I love Blathers. He's the best. The um, residential services is just upgraded for me. A very mm. popular Animal Crossing resident has moved in. Yes, uh, I can now design my own flag. <laughs> right, that'll, that'll be game of the year for you. Yes, <laughs> there is someone moving in, and my girlfriend keeps talking about it like as if I have a frame of reference for it. But for the past few days, <laughs> she's been saying it's two days until so and so arrives, and I've been like, Yeah, all I'll say about this character is I can't, I think it was at PAX East uh, a few months back. The line to meet her was longer than the line to play Doom. Sweet <laughs> Lord, the uh, I mean, it, it's not like it's a spoiler. It's Is- it's Isabel. Um, it's like the main the mascot of the franchise who was in is in all the memes. Uh, she's in Smash Bros. Yeah, exactly. She she's like the Animal Crossing character. How did she become the one? Because I would say Celia looks cooler, but maybe that's heresy. Uh, I don't know. I. I'd say kick a slide. It was it's, it's the mascot. Oh, I've got the. Why did you, like, I've got all of his albums and I've got the amiibo and I still went to uh, Celia. It's because Celia left such a mark on me this morning, dropping off her. Uh, didn't her you hang? Didn't you hang albums on the wall? I did initially because I didn't realize that you had to. Like, I didn't. That's another thing. Is you get all those those albums and then it's like, oh, you try to play them and it. Well, I didn't realize they were albums. I thought they were framed uh, image of photos, artwork of KK, and I was like, that's cool. I'll put them on my wall. And then when I got my hi-fi, it was like, oh, register. And I didn't know what that was, and I thought, oh, maybe they're vinyls, and I took them off the wall and I put them in the hi-fi. Because yeah, because I think what we've all realized is that there's, there are loads of little details that the game just doesn't tell you, but yeah. you just discover for yourself. Which, if you're listening to this and you want some of those details, we did do a video called Tips and Tricks the Game Doesn't Tell You. Well, yes. Which uh, you should go check out. But yeah, I mean, in terms of things like that, it's just, like I said, I can't tell whether it's this immaculate 4D chess thing that is rewarding because you experiment with it or it's just really, like, um, impenetrable (laughs) in many ways (laughs) unless you force your way through it. Um, Because for me, it's going to take, or for most people, it's going to take about a week unless you time travel um, to, to get further. I have seen lots of people who have who have t- they must have time travelled online. Because oh yeah, loads have. Yeah. But I was thinking, like, why the whole point of the game is that you experience it in the different times of the day, in the mm. different seasons, in the different weathers, and it always has something different for you at those different times. I know I'm going to want to play this in summer and in autumn and in winter mm. of the different animals and the different settings. When in spring, when the blossoms come out, I can't wait for that. The, uh, yeah. the whole time travel thing, because um, I haven't been tempted by that, mainly because I don't trust myself to not break something and just knock my switch in some way. But like on the Assassin's Assassin's on the Assassin's <laughs> Creed Reddit, they're all talking about Animal Crossing. On the Animal Crossing Reddit, 
um, they, you know, there's a whole wing of that Reddit, that fandom that is, they're just known as the time travelers. And then there's the other people and all the, I saw a post last night that was like, thanks to all the time travelers for showing us what's to come. And, um, but all those people have like fully fleshed out, you know, like they have full nylon cities at this point. Um, whereas, you know, it's like on the Simpsons when, uh, you know, Lisa or Bart makes that super high tech Petri dish city. It's like, that's pretty much the time traveling experience in, in this, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what though, like, for me, a major part of the game has been the social side, it's been these conversations, it's been talking to you lot about mm. the game and where you are, and talking to my girlfriend about where she is and what she's been doing, like, being on this journey together, it sounds lame as anything, but it's been, like, fascinating and compelling to see what you guys have been doing, to log on every day to not just see how my island's changed, but to see what you guys have been up to as well, if that mm. makes sense. Like, mm. I'm not usually someone who's quite social when it comes to their games, like, I was saying in the in the Sadly Lost podcast yesterday that in two years that I've owned a Switch, I've only just added you guys and anyone as friends. You guys are my first friends on the Switch because of Animal Crossing. Because I, I know we were joking yesterday that we've, I mean, we've had Switches since 2017 and we've, we've known each other for six years or something crazy and I've <laughs> never added you on Switch, but it turns out you in animal form is, I'm right there. I want that. Well, there we go. It's because I know one. My social life is better now than it was before the lockdown began. Because of this, you know, so many friends I cannot wait like most games are very deeply personal to me and I like them to, to belong to me and be mm-hmm. just, like just my experiences I don't like other people impinging on, on them necessarily but this game I've been so excited to share images of my new artwork and my new stuff in my house and just mm-hmm. kind of come up with little funny little ideas that I'll take pictures of excited that's to share my thing yeah I think that yeah. is like the, the true like genius of it yeah Every time I think I'm getting kind of done with it, or if I hit a brick wall, I'll log onto Twitter and I'll see Scott selling T-shirts. I'll see Benji taking the mick out of L.A. Noir, and I'm like, man, no, I want to jump back in. This is good stuff. <laughs> yeah, there is. A, I think they because I don't think they've done any particular statements on you know how long it is overall. Like I don't, there's not necessarily an end state, um, but there was sort of general rumblings going around that they've designed stuff for. Obviously, there's the season, so there's months worth of play, and then years worth of play. I also so you're think never going to see the end of it. We're going to be seeing a lot of updates for it over time. Mm-hmm. We've already promised that there's a free update coming out in April for Easter. I saw that, yeah. You've got to go dig up a bunch of eggs. Have you guys seen the ghosts yet? There's a ghost on the island. No, I had a meteor shower. Oh, okay, I had a ghost because I, I, I talked to the ghost and then he freaked out and he split into five parts and I had to go get his soul back. That sounds good. twice now. <laughs> it's weird. What was the meteor shower about? Um, well, I think Josh experienced this as well. It's... Um, uh, one night I came in and Blava's sister, Celeste, what? was on oh, she's she's just as good as he is. And she said, like, <laughs> look up into the sky and you might see a shooting star and then you can wish upon it by pressing it. And I did. I, I made a wish. It hasn't yet come true. But the next <laughs> morning, there's loads of, like, star fragments on my beach and things like that. And I got a new recipe. And there was something I was going to make. It was like a bamboo floor and it want, <clears throat> they wanted a star piece to go with it. And I was like, what bamboo floor is made of like celestial matter? Like what the hell is this? <laughs> Speaking uh, of Celeste, by the way, do you know the composer, Lena Rain? <coughs> I do. She's compo- She's like real, on her Twitter put on a load of little ditties for a town based on Celeste. Oh, that, so actually that's been, a good idea. Is um. Yeah, it's going out there and seeing what um, certain creatives have made, what they've made their islands look like. Because I, I think of my island and my my homestead thing as like a reflection of me. So it's like this weird garage band looking place with a bunch of guitars and like band shirts. That's really interesting because that's one thing I specifically thought is how much you can learn about how people see themselves. Like mm. the you with people through their own avatars and through their islands. And when you came to my island, you were exactly as I anticipated. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the first thing Zoe said as well. Yeah, I think I rocked up in a Shovel Knight t-shirt. Yeah, Zoe, Zoe sort of matched my expectations. And, and the... <laughs> there's no um, there's no height slider for Zoe to shrink herself down, but no, not yet. <laughs> but uh, not to worry. We should we should end on a question from the hashtag WCGP uh, tag over on Twitter because everyone else can leap in with their thoughts on Animal Crossing or if they have different thoughts uh, for us to dive into going forward. Um, so this one comes from Coach Marv BSC, uh, who says, "Which video game slash game series did you love as a kid that either because you skipped a generation or paused gaming for other commitments did you never die?" back into and he says that he uh loved tekken one to three but he never went back to them which is crazy because tekken three is amazing and still one of the I'm best so games sorry of all time. but i'm gonna have to actually steal his answer mine is tekken <laughs> i used to play tekken uh three and four especially tekken two i played a lot of uh-huh. but man like they were my games back in the day and i don't know why i never got past that i played a bit of tekken five and mm. i always look at tekken seven in the playstation store and think oh, i might so get back good. into it and just never can. Like a lot of those fighting games I used to love. I used to love the lore and the characters. Mortal Kombat, especially the Mortal Kombat is sort of, it's stayed with me more than Tekken has, but I always think about going back and catching up on Tekken, but maybe it's fine to just leave it as three and four. Love no, it's games. not. It's not. It's not. Four was the one that was the worst one. And then five's great. What? Seven. So seven. Four is, the, four is by far the riskiest worst one. I like four. I love Tekken. But four is the one where they swapped all the grapples out so that everyone's grapple was just a stance, was just a position switch. I didn't care about that. Jin had a uh, hoodie. That's all oh, I cared about, man. That, that was, fourth one that when he learned it. karate, in, uh, and it yeah. was it was absolute badass. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, you're you're not wrong. But you should go. You should go back to Tekken Seven. Tekken Seven is is the absolute shit. I, I dropped out on Tekken, which the one where you 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 start and all the characters are already unlocked, and I just thought, what's the point? I hate that. I hate that in all games. To be honest, all I want to get there. Arcade mode nine ninety times in a row. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to feel a sense of reward. Animal Crossing, and um, yeah. Benji, is your is your thing the same as yours? Also a Tekken, or did you drop off something else? I don't drop off anything. I'm so sad. I get a chance to play everything <laughs> and like get back in. It was originally Pokemon, surprisingly. After mm. um, I skipped Generation Three completely when I was in college. I just thought, nah, I can't be doing this anymore. Too old for this. Yeah, but then when I was in university, I was doing a game design degree, and I met loads of people who were like, you know, similarly losers. And Pokemon <laughs> Emerald was out at the time, and I just got a student loan, so I thought, ah, maybe an essential purchase would be a Game Boy Micro and a copy of Pokemon Emerald and a Prime Prime Guide, so I can see all the evolutions. And I've never, I've never put it down since. I've got, <laughs> yeah. I remember doing the same thing with Pokemon because I was addicted to Red and Blue and then Yellow, and then yeah. I just, for whatever reason, just I was too old for it or something. Didn't Mario Kart as well. I, I lost interest in Mario Kart at Double Dash, but mm. the one which is just so good. Like, I, I think, think um, right for me I had a massive low with Metal Gear because it was mainly because after Metal Gear 4 it was so done um, but I just I it kind of I only like cursory check cursory cursorily checked out Peace Walker um, and like the other ones and I wasn't really that bothered and then when Metal Gear 5 came around I kind of had this resurgence of like oh this used to be my entire personality like what the hell am I doing I love David Hayer I love everything about this um, and then went back into that. So I think mine would be Metal Gear, but... Do you know what um, yeah. sounds for you and I? Sonic? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Sonic and Knuckles, it just becomes a bag of... <laughs> Sonic Mania was the biggest Sonic reminder. And so, you know what? You said to me the other day, you haven't mm. seen me as happy about a game since ever. 
with Animal Crossing. I think Sonic Mania is the only one that comes close to giving me that Sonic sense. Mania, we had a lovely little love-in about Breath of the Wild when you finally got around to that. Because you took, <laughs> you took ages to get to that, but when you finally got to that, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, I guess just whenever you... Sometimes things like that work out better when you finally get back to them, because it's just... Those, a lot of those games, those mechanics don't necessarily age. I think Breath of the Wild is the, the one game that has better footsteps than Animal Crossing. Oh God, should we do 10 best footsteps? I <laughs> yeah, I think I would. I think I'd have Hitman, Hitman Two. I remember uh, realizing that if he walked really slowly, you could hear the clop of his uh, his posh foot. He's got that posh shoe where it sort of goes like, and it's like two parts. Just one, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. But maybe it's in Hitman One as well. I don't know. But, I mean, just the echoing footsteps. Oh, just one shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't want to double up. That's 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 crazy talk for such times. We <laughs> must stay in moderation. Um, but yes. But anyway, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tailford, joined by Benjamin Richardson. Thank you very much. And Josh Brown. Still a good morning. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you next time. Bye. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.